Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast. My name is Brian Mercier, and I am your host. And I'm super excited to be here with you today, helping you to know God, know your faith, and to know about yourself and how much God loves you individually, passionately, and unconditionally. In this particular episode, we are going to be talking about how to overcome those pesky sins that we do over and over and over again. We're going to be giving you some pro tips because how many of us go to confession and we confess the same sins over and over and over again for years? Why does this happen? How come that we are not making progress in the spiritual life in that way? The saints would ask, why are you not making any progress on that sin? And the reason is because nobody's taught us how to fight and battle sin in a productive and in a realistic day-to-day way, and nobody's really taught us how to make this battle work. So in this episode, we're going to be giving some tips on how to overcome sin so we don't have to go to confession for the same sins over and over. We should be making progress in our sin and with our sin. We should be making progress in that way in the spiritual life. And so these first two tips specifically will really help you to overcome sin, especially in the sacrament of confession and associated with that. But then we're going to give a couple more tips toward the end of the podcast that will really help you as well. Some things that you can do at home that will really help you to overcome the habitual patterns of sin. So let's get into it. And let's get back to confession because we're talking about going to confession every week, right? Or every month and then coming back and repeating the same sins and the same sins. And why haven't we conquered them? Well, well, St. Francis de Sales, who's one of my favorite saints in the world, he wrote a book called Introduction to the Devout Life. And they say it's one of the six best spiritual books ever written in history, which is amazing. And we're talking about Christian history here, of course. And what's unique about this book is that he's writing not to nuns or priests, as most spiritual books do, but he's writing to lay people like us and giving us holy tips on how to become holy in the real world, how to become saints in normal, everyday life. That's why this book is so amazing. And it's one of those books that if you just open it to any page, you pretty much have to work on it. (laughs) It's one of those amazing kind of books. And one of the things that he says in the book is that people don't overcome their sin and repeat their sins every time in confession because they don't meet the two criteria that the church herself has meted out. In other words, the church says that you need to have sorrow for your sins and you need to have firm purpose of amendment. We all learn this in religious education. We all learn this since we're young kids, but no one ever stops to really teach us what this means. And St. Francis goes into detail in his book, and I know in my own life, this has really helped me in so many ways to overcome my sin. And I'm perfect now, just so you know, so I can tell you guys how to do it. (coughs) Sorry, just kidding. So the first thing St. Francis de Sales says is you have to have real sorrow for your sins. 
Obviously, we're supposed to meditate and reflect and consider our sins before confession. And it shouldn't just be for a couple minutes before we enter confession. It should be for a good amount of time. Not just thinking of what we did. Okay, I did these five sins. I'm going to go in and confess them and dump out the garbage and leave and just go back into the same sins. No, we should be thinking about the sins and why we did the sins in the first place. Why did we do it? What caused us to do it? Really make a good list of the sins in detail before we go into confession and then think about how they affect God and try to get some sorrow for your sins. Or maybe you really hurt some other people. Maybe you were in an argument with your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe you freaked out on your parents, or maybe you did something that hurt other people. And so we really want to put ourselves in their shoes and try to figure out how and why this may have hurt them and how we could fix the problem. For the future. So, really having sorrow for our sins is a big thing. And in fact, St. Francis de Sales says, however small the sins you confess, you must always have a sincere sorrow for them and make a firm resolution to never do them again. And so, this is the second part. After you have found sorrow for your sins before and perhaps after confession, the most important thing after you confess your sins to the priest and you come out of the confessional, or even if you confess your sins to God at night, I confess my sins to God every night. I reflect on my sins for five minutes before I go to bed every night and maybe 10 minutes, and I think of my sins, and then sometimes I have a firm purpose of amendment. I usually do it more after confession. So imagine this. Let's say that you have a temper and you lost your temper and you got angry and impatient at your kids several times over the last week, maybe one time in particular. What the firm purpose of amendment says, not only before confession, when you're having sorrow for your sins and you're trying to think about why you did that, but the firm purpose of amendment comes out of confession and says, okay, I'm free and I'm forgiven. I lost my temper and I'm never going to lose my temper again. I'm going to get rid of this temper. I'm going to make sure that I am patient. I'm going to get sleep. I'm going to do the things that I need to do, and I'm going to overcome this temper. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done with it. It's I'm done having it control me. Can you see the difference when you confess your sin to God? Oh, I lost my temper. Okay, then I move on. Or I lost my temper and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Why do I do it in the first place? What's causing me to do it? What is the root mechanism? Am I going to work on that? Yes, I'm going to work on that because I don't want to lose my temper anymore. Can you see the difference? No, of course, you'll probably lose your temper at some point in the future, but you're going to last a lot longer with this firm purpose of amendment, and you're going to do it a lot less. Let's take a serious sin like pornography. I look at porn, and I confess it week after week after week after week for years. Now, granted, overcoming an addiction is hard. It's difficult. It's not going to happen overnight. Can you imagine if you came out of confession and you say, okay, God, I love you more than anything, and I am making a firm purpose of amendment to you. And I am not going to do this sin anymore. I'm not going to look at porn anymore. And I'm going to take the steps that I need to to make sure that happens. And so you go home and you delete everything off your phone. And you put up window pop-up blockers. And you delete anything that might be on your computer or any magazines. You throw those out and you rip them up and you burn them and you say, I'm done with the devil. I'm done with sin. See, part of the problem is that we like sin. We don't want to get rid of it in our lives. We secretly love to stroke the devil and his hand. We secretly love the pleasure that he gives us, and so we don't want to give it up. But when you make a firm purpose of amendment, what you're saying is, no, I hate 
hate this sin. I'm done with it. I'm sick of this overcoming my life. And so I am going to take the steps of this and I'm going to put a picture of the Blessed Virgin Mary on my computer so that I look at her and I'm going to put it on my as my wallpaper on my computer so that when I go on there, I am not going to look at porn anymore, ever, not even once. I'm done with it, not even once. Can you see the difference of attitude? That's firm purpose of amendment. You are serious about overcoming your sin, not just routinely and mindlessly confessing them week after week and feeling, yeah, you may feel bad about them, but why aren't you doing anything about it? Are you fasting? How is your prayer life? Are you really trying to overcome it? In fact, here's another pro tip real quick before we finish this part. But St. Francis de Sales says, if you're really struggling with a sin, put all of your efforts into conquering that one sin. Not all of your sins, just the biggest one in your life. So if you struggle with a temper or gossip or lying or porn and lust or something else, offer all your prayers to God on behalf of that sin. Now, of course, your whole prayer time shouldn't be this, but he's saying pray more to overcome this sin. Also, fast often to overcome this sin. Offer up the special graces of confession and the Eucharist to overcome this sin. Make special sacrifices and fast in your life to help over. In other words, try to do everything you can to overcome this sin as quick as possible, and you will find that you will make more progress in the spiritual life in a short amount of time than you would have in years and years and years just routinely confessing your sins. So firm purpose of amendment. Do it. It's incredibly important. If you have a problem with gossip, come out and say, I am never going to gossip again. And here's how I'm going to overcome this sin. Here's how I'm going to overcome this next time I'm in a group. And this leads us to our third principle, which kind of follows from this. And that's meditating and reflecting on your sins and why you do it. This is a crucial key point. Why do we do our sins? What are the root causes? So many times Catholics go to confession over and over and over again, and they're just pulling a different leaf off the tree rather than ripping the branch down or cutting it down at the root of the tree in the first place. By reflecting on our sins and trying to figure out the root cause of why we do it, what causes us to fall back into them? What are the triggers that cause us to fall into these sins? Is there a reason for it? When we figure these out— then we can actually hack at the root of the tree and we can actually make some progress in the spiritual life. So, for example, going back to our examples from before, just three sins out of many, many that we can mention. Anger and impatience. Maybe you lose your temper at your husband or your wife or your kids all the time or you're very impatient and you're always freaking out on your family or your friends or people around you. The question is why? Are you unhappy in life? Do you have unresolved issues that you haven't dealt with yet and that are being built up in your life? Have you been really hurt? Have you been bullied? Do you have a lot of pent-up frustrations in life? What is the root cause of why you are doing this? Every night before you go to bed, we should be reflecting on our day. And if we have any of these pet sins of ours, and really any sins, but especially the bigger sins in our life that we do during the day, we should be reflecting on them and why we did them. What caused me to lose my temper today? What, you know, I blew up at my husband. And yes, he may have said something mean to me. And yes, maybe he said something nasty to me. But why did I need to respond that way? Why did I choose to respond that way? And how? 
how could I have responded differently? If I was in that same situation tomorrow and we were in that same discussion and he said that same thing to me, how could I respond in a loving, mature way? How could I respond in a way that would not be fighting fire with fire? Can you see how that might be really helpful in your spiritual life? Why do I lose my temper with my kids? Why did I freak out on my son or daughter today or my parents? And if I had that same opportunity tomorrow with the exact same circumstances, how would I react differently? And really the key to this is envisioning it in your mind. Go in your room, Close your eyes and think about the situation that happened. Think about the way it unfolded. Actually feel the emotions and really see it unfolding in your mind. And then replay it again. And this time, on the second time of replaying it in your mind, the first time you see the way it went down. The second time you envision it the way you would have liked it to happen and what you would like to do. And the more you can do these visions, the more you can do these meditations and reflections, the more you're going to see how you want to act and you're going to start replacing destructive, disordered, unhealthy behavior with good mature behavior, virtuous behavior that we should be doing in the first place. Same thing with pornography. Okay, I sinned today. I haven't done it in two weeks since my firm amendment, but today I fell. So tonight in my room, I'm go- or right away, I'm going to stop for five minutes and I'm going to reflect on why this happened. Why did it happen? Put yourself at the place in time. See the circumstances that led up to it in your mind and really live them out in great detail. Live them out on why you chose to make that. Were you depressed? Were you upset? Were you lazy? Were you just not wanting to fight temptation? What were the reasons? And if you could go back and relive that tomorrow, the exact same circumstances, how would you make a choice for God differently? How would you resist that sin differently? And envision it in your mind. Replay it in your mind and see it going differently the way you want. And really work on that in the future. So between having sorrow for our sins, having a really good, firm purpose of amendment, and reflecting on how we can do it differently, the root causes and what we can do differently to act differently and make sure we are more virtuous in life, we are going to make large, wonderful, steps in the spiritual life for overcoming our sin and even our addictions and our habits and our faults. I think it goes without saying that if we don't have a really good deep prayer life, these struggles are going to be difficult to overcome in the first place. We need a good prayer life and not one that just repeats vocal prayers a hundred times a day. We need a deep, deep spiritual life as well, one of quiet prayer, one of meditation, perhaps reading the Bible and reflecting on it, not only just saying our fathers and Hail Marys and vocal prayers when we get a chance. We need to have a deep, quiet prayer life with God, one that reflects, one that meditates, one that considers why we act the way we do and how we can overcome it. Maybe picking up a good spiritual book. The first book I ever read, self-help book, was a book called Overcoming Hurts and Anger, and it really helped me to overcome my hurts, my wounds, and my anger. I read another one later on called The Shame That Binds You, and it was overcoming the things that happened to you in your childhood that really affect 
correct your behaviors in your adulthood and how to overcome them. So I would read these and I would reflect on them and I would try to make a difference in my life. Sometimes we need more than just prayer. We need people who are in psychology or people who are in the business like a spiritual advisor of helping us to overcome our faults, our habits, and the reasons why we do them. It's important. So if you need a book, pick one up. If you need a spiritual advisor to help you through these, absolutely go for it. That's great. But we need to pray and pray deeply. We need to do spiritual reading on the topics and on the vices that we struggle with. And then every time we fall, we need to really reflect on why we fell, have sorrow for our sins, make a good, firm purpose of amendment, and reflect on how we can never do this again in the future and how we can make progress in overcoming it. If you follow these tips, I guarantee you that your spiritual life is going to get better. Especially if you stick with them on a regular basis, you are going to grow closer to God. You're going to deepen your prayer life. You're going to have a better relationship with God, and you're not going to be taken down by these sins as often. And you may even start to overcome them completely, but it's something that we need to stay on top of. It's not something we do once a week or once a month. We should be doing it daily, even for a few minutes, just before we go to bed every night. And if you're someone who struggles with sin, and if you're someone who struggles with guilt, then check out our previous podcast for those people who struggle with scrupulosity, because we always want to emphasize the love of God as well. And when we go through these, we're going to come closer to God and know his love even more in our life. If you know someone who's struggling with sin, an addiction, a vice, anything of that sort of thing, please send them this podcast. Please share this podcast with them. Please use it and listen to it again if you need these tips. We've also made a whole YouTube video on 10 tips for overcoming pornography and lust. And some of these tips are in that video. But the biggest thing it all starts with, like an alcoholic in admitting that they have a problem, is that we have to admit that we have a problem and that we want to overcome it. We want to overcome our sin. We hate sin. That's where we have to get to is hate sin. And if you need a corresponding virtue, pray for the virtue and the gift of fear of the Lord. That is the one that really helps us to want to love God, respect God, and give God everything. And fear hurting him through sin. It really helps us to hate sin and anything that would hurt our loving Savior, Jesus Christ. So I hope that these tips were helpful for you. If you really found them helpful, please share them with others. We really want to get the word of God's love out there and how to grow in holiness in the spiritual life. This is incredibly important and many people struggle with it. Also, please help us, if you can, to reach millions of people. Even if you can give $5 a month, $10 a month, check out our Patreon page in the link below and support our ministry so we can reach so many people for Christ with his love and so to help them grow in holiness. If you need a speaker at your parish, We have an online confirmation retreat as well since we are in corona times here. But check out our website, thecatholictruth.org, and check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, and other social media that we have below so you can follow us for daily inspiration. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast or our YouTube yet, please do. We have so many coming out each week. We have over 200 topics that we want to make and that we want to record that are just going to really inspire you and educate you in your faith. So please subscribe and become part of our Catholic Truth family. God bless you.